Hello everyone and welcome to Traylin Talks, where I sit down and read stories that go along with the theme. These stories will range from Reddit, personal stories, and more. So grab a snack, get comfy, and let's dive into these crazy stories. I hope you enjoy! Today, I have two special guests. I have the one and only K-Town Klingon, and I also have Lil X Patatootie. You guys want to say hi? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? I'm ready as I'll ever be. I am very, very ready. You're very ready? Okay. Oh, yeah. So, today's... <laughs> <laughs> today's theme is Am I the Asshole? The classic. How do you guys feel about that? Huh? I'm excited. The first one is titled, Am I the asshole for not wanting my husband to go to his stepbrother's fiance's funeral? <laughs> Throwaway account, because husband knows my main, I'll get to the point. I'm 30, currently 36 weeks pregnant. It's been an okay pregnancy so far, but one thing I can't stand is traveling. It makes me nauseous. And flying is a big no sense of how far along I am. My husband, he's 32, stepbrother's fiance passed away, and the funeral is next week. It's another state, and he would have to fly out. As I mentioned, flying is something I can't do physically, so I unfortunately will not be able to go. My husband wants to go by himself, but I want him to stay with me. In case anything happens, God forbid, but also to support me, just in case. Next week, when the funeral happens, he is staying there for another week with his stepbrother. My husband said because he needs to be there for him. I suggested he video call with his stepbrother to be there for him, but he said he needs to be there and I'm being unsupportive of him. We've gotten into an argument over this and he's been pissed off at me since, but I don't know if I really am being unsupportive of my husband. Am I the asshole? <clears throat> Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. Um, take it personally, away. I think that he is and isn't. I mean, the first time, sure, it is a funeral. You know, you do want to go down there, make your show, you know, be respectful. But the whole week after, it's like, you know, uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think he should have went for a whole nother week. I think she could have FaceTimed with his brother. Yeah. Yeah, you don't think he should go for super long because his yeah, wife is pregnant? Yeah, no. I mean, after the funerals, when you know, he should have came back and definitely could have faced out his brother, check in on him, you know, always should call your loved ones, see what's up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So, do you want me to read the comments, or do you want me to give my opinion first? Well, go ahead and give your, your opinion. opinion. Yeah. Okay. So... For her to be 36 weeks pregnant, she is about to give labor, you guys. Like, within any day, within the next week, she can pop out that baby. This is, I I don't know if she mentioned, I don't think she did that this is her first child. Let me go up to the beginning. Uh, she didn't mention if it's her first child. But, to be fair, the funeral is taking place the week that she may give birth to this child. So I think that he is being way unfair for being gone that long because he might miss the birth of his actual child. And, you know, what if something 
like a complication happens during the pregnancy and she doesn't have her support person there, her husband. Right. I think that could be a potentially dangerous situation for his child and his wife. And I almost feel like he's purposely trying to miss the birth of his child for some odd reason by staying an extra week. So I feel a little bit weird about that. <clears throat> fair, fair. And the first top comment on the post says, not the asshole, you'll be 38 weeks pregnant by the time he gets back, question mark. Is anyone proclaiming OP the asshole here actually doing pregnancy math? She could literally go into labor at any point during the week he's going to be gone for. And the next uh, comment is a follow-up, like they responded to that person. And she said, indeed, in my family alone, I know of at least four babies that were born at the 37 to 38 week mark. Keep in mind, she's at 36. I don't think that people calling OP the asshole fully understand that most babies don't pop out at exactly 40 weeks. It can happen anytime between 37 and 42 in a healthy pregnancy. Assuming the husband will be back in time for the birth is taking quite the gamble. I don't necessarily think he's an asshole for wanting to support his stepbrother, but staying for a week and calling his wife unsupportive for not agreeing to it is certainly an asshole move. He's in a different position or difficult position, but he can't pretend OP's concerns are baseless. Yeah, so I think not really at all, honestly. She's definitely not the asshole in the situation. She is the big prego, you know, she's about to have her baby. <laughs> but he definitely should go to the funeral to pay his respects. And then, yeah, the extra week is definitely not necessary. Could have definitely basically timed. Mm-hmm. And that would have been good. But, uh, yeah, that's my input. What about you, Mr. Paul? So, here's the thing. I just was reminded of something like this. So, my great aunt just passed away, and she lives all the way in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And she was, Oh, wow. She, yeah, she was a big part of our family, and... and when she, I found out she passed away and I saw the family was planning for a funeral, it's like, do I want to go and, and you know, pay my respects or do I want to catch COVID? Because oh. you know, COVID during these times, they say it's going away and it really isn't. It's still out there. I don't know what the airlines are doing to mitigate this, but it, it's like people are catching it on the airplanes. I even posted a little thing on Facebook with a picture of me, my aunt, and and the lady who passed away. And like, I'm really sorry for your loss. Uh, I I was happy to know her as great aunt. So, um, going back to this Reddit story, it it's basically a way of pros and cons where you you really need to decide which which one is more important: seeing the birth of mm-hmm. child or going to pay your respects at a funeral. Yeah. That's a fair point fair. to make. Yeah. Very fair point to make because, you know, we don't know if this is OP's first child or not. And I honestly, I'm not trying to say that, you know, your second child isn't as important or anything like that, but wouldn't you want that first experience? Like the first time you tasted ice cream or the first time, you know, you kissed a girl, you know? I think that it's really important. Or guys. And even if it isn't, yeah, yeah, yeah or exactly. Dude, yeah. The first, I should have worded it your first kiss but right. yeah i think that and of course we're just giving personal opinions here i value family so i would be torn as heck i would be torn from the floor up about this i would want to take care of my beloved brother and i would also want to take care of the love of my life my wife and my brand new child so you know i think the compromise with the video thing was more than a 
you know, reasonable solution for her to have mentioned. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add before we move on? Okay. <clears throat> the next one is titled, Am I the asshole for not letting my daughter sleep? I have a daughter, 18 female, who says she needs to nap after a long excuse me, day of school. I'm okay with it as long as it isn't after 5.30 p.m. and not longer than one hour since it makes your night sleep worse. Or you can't fall asleep at all after you've previously had a longer nap. Her bedtime is 9 p.m. because me and her father think that her sleep is very important. She has a history of waking up 3 a.m. to study since she procrastinates a lot and doesn't do it in the afternoon. She says she really needs a nap to be able to study or concentrate, otherwise she's really tired. I told her to sleep immediately after school. She usually comes home around 4 p.m., but she said she can't always fall asleep immediately after school. If she sleeps when she's not allowed to, I gently wake her up. She'll always get incredibly irritated. Today she yelled at me called me controlling, and said that she's holding herself in not to explode right now. I cannot say exactly what she said because I would get banned. She said she couldn't even fall asleep because of sensory issues. And then she says this part in parentheses. She says, she's autistic, yet high-functioning, and I'm already interrupting her. <clears throat> then there's an edit. So that just means that they wanted to add more information to the story. And she goes, I should probably mention that she tends to be very self-destructive, that's why we think it's better to control her a bit more. She also has limited screen time since she used to be addicted to gaming slash social media and not doing anything for school. She has an above average IQ but didn't care about most things. She still has trouble studying and the things she finds boring. She said she can't concentrate. We forced her to go to therapy when she was around 17, but she doesn't go anymore. And there's three more edits, so bear with me. <clears throat> We let her have her own sleep schedule before, and she caused herself some depression. Getting up at 3 a.m. was her old schedule. She went to sleep around 10 or 11. She admitted that five hours of sleep weren't enough for her, but she still didn't want to study after school. The only way was to wake up at 3 a.m., dot, dot, dot. She only has autism diagnosed, not ADHD. The fact that she's an adult by law doesn't mean that she's mature enough to make her own decisions. She'd ruin her life and body if we let her. So, who wants to go first? Look, I'll let you go first, Mr. Paul. As as someone who currently takes college classes and works ten and a half hour days, but only for four days, my it, it, if I'm working on schoolwork and like if I need a break to you know tear myself away from my computer screen and you know take a small nap, I'm gonna take it, but. In terms of this Reddit story, I'm not a medical professional, so I can't really say much to what this, you know, the surrounding or background information is, but it, it, this one's a tough one. It, it really is. It's a tough one? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a tough one to really talk to. I personally think that um, if it's academically fucking with her i feel like you know you should be on her but i mean you should let the lady sleep if she wants to sleep if she wants mm-hmm. to be up because she can't sleep let her do her thing that's this is my little input though do you want me to give my opinion or read the comments first your opinion okay so i am torn on this one also because I've obviously read this story before you guys have, so I've had more time to reflect on it. 
and I've talked, I've read this story to two other individuals earlier today, and their opinion was way left field from mine, so I reconsidered. But my original opinion was, you guys are the assholes. You should not be controlling your daughter like that. She's freaking 18. Like, she deserves to get her rest. And I don't care about her. And I don't want this to come out the wrong way. You shouldn't be judging her sleeping pattern on based around her autism. I think that she has the right exactly. to sleep when she is tired. Okay? We have the right. That's a basic human right. And she's your 18-year-old daughter. Okay? Like, you... You guys are taking care of her. I love that. You should be. But waking her up like that is a jerk move. Like, she needs her sleep to actually function. Everyone does. And, um... <clears throat> so, the other people I read the story to, of course, was my mom and dad. And they actually agreed with the parents on this one. Uh, so, it's interesting to bring their perspective in. They agree because they don't want this girl to... What, when her parents pass away, basically, to not be able to care for herself and to be on this crazy, weird night bat schedule and not be able to get a job and support herself and all this and that. And I can see that perspective, too, now. Like, I can see how they're trying to get her on a regular person's schedule. But I'm not going to lie. From my point of view, when I was her age, I was like that, too, dude. I was like that, too. And now that I'm older, I have no problem waking up at seven, five, four, all of that. It comes with age as well. She's a young, growing girl still. She's 18. She is still growing. So there's actually that aspect to consider. Um, so my final stance after bringing all sides and being devil's advocate for a second is that, yes, the parents are the asshole. Um, let's see if the comment section agree with us. <laughs> this is the top comment with... A 3.7k of votes and it says how have you decided that it's appropriate to give an 18 year old a 9 p.m bedtime question mark you're the asshole for that in addition to not letting her sleep when she needs it period Bats. and that's all that person says and it's the top comment and then there's another person that responds to that it says my bedtime was 9 p.m when i was 14 it went to 10 p.m when i was in high school this poor girl yeah she's an adult my mom tried putting my bedtimes and curfews on me at 17. I'm not sure her reasoning is every time I question her, it never made any sense. She wonders why I moved 2,000 miles away a month after I graduated high school. So a lot of people in the comments section are basically just saying, like, yeah, I had overbearing parents, too, and it sucked. And um, I think, uh, were we unanimous on this? Were we all saying that the parents are the asshole? I I'm not sure. I, I am saying the parents are the asshole. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I okay. agree. Okay, nice. We all agree on that one. Oh my gosh, I love our next story, you guys. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. This one gives me flashbacks from my old job. So get ready, Paul. Put your seat, your safety seat belt on, and buckle hang on, in. Hang on. Let me. Uh, let me. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll read you guys the title, and and I want to hear your reactions to just the title alone. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> Am I the asshole for not sharing my lunch? Okay, just based on the title, how do you feel? <laughs> oh my god, that's just... <laughs> Why bring that to fucking Reddit now? No, just wait. Just, just wait. <laughs> oh my god, it sounds petty already. Maybe yeah, not, I, I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead and, and, and read it. Okay, okay. I... 33 male. I'm a proud, high-functioning person with autism. 
I am not particularly a picky eater. However, I am extremely uncomfortable when people touch my food, other than food preppers like cooks, etc. And I will become immediately repulsed by that dish that I'm eating if someone touches my plate. I was at work and I had brought myself a really good home cooked meal. I have a coworker who is a incredibly kind woman, but she has some boundary issues that she's not self aware about. I struggle with social cues myself, so I don't correct her. However, I was eating my meal and she came into the break room and exclaimed how something smells wonderful. She navigated herself over to me and exclaimed how beautiful and delicious my meal looked. She asked if she could try it and I told her, no, thank you. I'm, or no, thank you for the compliment though. I would like to eat my lunch and get back to work. I can bring you a plate sometime if you'd like. And the look on her face was like I had kicked her puppy. She muttered something about to be nice and how this is not how someone finds a girlfriend. I cleared my throat and put my lunch away. I'm unsure exactly how that is. I struggle with maintaining boundaries because I know my own social skills are lacking. Am I the asshole in this situation? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> oh okay, okay. I, I feel like even the coworkers <laughs> that like eavesdropped and were like, you a motherfucking asshole for not showing your food. Like, no. No, you're the asshole for butting into a conversation first, but, like, oh, my God, that's, like, no, no. Like, bro, <laughs> why didn't you, first of all, pack your own lunch, but, like, let bro eat, man. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what about you, Paul? <laughs> I, words cannot begin to describe what I'm thinking. But, oh, my gosh. I, he is not the asshole. <laughs> He's he is within his definite right, and if if he were like you and me, cat, if if anybody were to touch our food during our precious thirty minute break for lunch, <laughs> precious. I don't care who you are. You're getting yeah. slapped in the face <laughs> for touching my food. But he's the bomb, bitch. Uh-huh. You touched my burrito. <laughs> and I bet he brought some bomb food. Yeah. yeah. It sounds yeah, like, like I it. can make you some, man. Like next time I'll come by, but fuck no. Like, he even offered us a Honestly, mission, which is like the extra good nice. guy thing to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would have been like, fuck no guy, you can like, <laughs> you can catch these hands for the formula. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys want to know my opinion? <laughs> so, oh, you know, I knew this this story would hit home with me and Paul <laughs> because uh, literally it, it just is so cringe. I'm just going to say that right now. This story is yeah. so stinking cringe. It the is. fact That's that they gaslit like, him. Yeah. No, the fact that his coworkers gaslit him is probably exactly why he's here because he got ganged up on, bro. And okay, so this man is a highly functioning person with autism. Um, I don't want to speak on something that I'm not very educated on, but I will say I believe the social cue thing needs to be considered here because he wants to be respectful and he wants to be liked. You know, he, it sounds like a really good Yeah, man. yeah. Plus, I mean, so, the thing with um, how he would be, it would lose his appetite if someone touched his food. Respectable. They yeah. have their own way of thinking where anything You can't like disrespect that. that. It, yeah, small things, small little quirks could be like that, but it's mm. really big to them. 
You know, you have to recognize that. You ruined it for him. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, like, he couldn't have even shared because it would have grossed him out and ruined his meal. Like, just keep it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> better get the fuck out of here. So, Hell I don't no. think he's the asshole in, at all. Yeah, in fact, no. I think he's hard a no. saint for the way he handled that. Because you know what else exactly. that girl said? She said, this isn't how you find a girlfriend. Now, why the heck did she mm. feel the need to get so nasty like that? That is disgusting to me. That is just terrible behavior. And the top comment says it all. It's literally a quote. It says, not the asshole. This isn't how someone finds a girlfriend? Question mark, question, question mark. What a weirdo with two of the skull emojis. And I agree, girl. Sing it from the rooftop. Who the heck brings that up? Like, that is the weirdest thing to say to your coworker. Let's be real. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. That was unprofessional. Yeah. And then there's uh, somebody replies to that comment and it says, seems to be super weird thing for people I don't date. I prefer to avoid the stress, but people, primarily women, seem obsessed with me needing to date and it makes me super uncomfortable. And it's like, yeah, why did she like hit bro like that? Like, that's so weird. Um, Another yeah. comment, this one's a really big one, so bear with me. It says, not oh, the boy. asshole. Not only was she rude for not simply accepting your no and offer for food at a later date, she also made an unnecessary comment about your personal life. If she tries something else or starts talking badly of you behind your back, you should report her to HR. If she keeps to herself and leaves it alone after this, then just take it as a good example of you sticking to your boundaries. And honestly, I feel you about people touching my food. Even when I do offer to let people try my food, 99 out of 100 times, I'm the one touching the food fork and offering it to them not. The other way around that's true actually that's a, this is a very good comment because if i share my food to somebody i like grab my fork and like scoop a bite out of it and like give it to them mm-hmm. you know what i mean right so like yeah so like she was just being weird in general and then this person says yeah why is consent less important about food especially in a post-covid world not the asshole op yeah you got to take uh the covid into consideration as well because uh that is you know germs germs in general not even just covid like right yeah definitely everybody's germs do you guys have anything to add now that i've stopped spewing my mouth no no no, you're fine you're fine (laughs) (laughs) covers it all actually (laughs) you're good you're good okay so the next one is titled am i the asshole for watching a horror film with my curtains undrawn <laughs> so this one <laughs> Yeah. Just wait, it gets it gets deeper and deeper as the story goes on. It says I cannot actually believe that this has happened. I am still in shock because I do not understand what this lady was thinking. So it's the Easter holidays for me, which means I, 15 male, am home alone every day as I don't have school. And just like everyone else, I get so bored when I'm home alone. But I am an avid horror movie film fan, and I decided that I should spend my enti- my time catching up on a few, few films on my Netflix playlist to pass the time. Yesterday, I started watching Fear Street. In order to understand, you need a bit of background. The way my house is laid out, there is a large window. That means anyone walking by on the street can see anything that is being played on the TV. And I hate that it's laid out like this because it makes me feel like I get absolutely no privacy. With that in mind, Yesterday, I was watching a horror film with the curtains open, which means that anyone walking by could technically peer in my window and see what I was watching. I was chilled and frankly having a lot of fun because it's a good film, not too gory or cliche. It was more sexual in my opinion. 
I hadn't realized, but a couple of kids playing on the street were passing by, and clearly they had peered in my window during a bloody scene. <clears throat> because an old woman had knocked on the window, and when I looked back at her, she pointed to my TV, then at me, and then at my door. I think my first mistake was just shrugging and drawing the curtains, because at the time, I had no clue her kids had seen what was on the TV, and I assumed she was mad about something or other. At some point, the knocking against my window stopped, and I thought nothing of it. But then, this morning I woke up to the doorbell ringing, and my mom, who was about to leave for work, answered the door. <clears throat> Whoever was on the other side of the door spoke to her for maybe ten minutes, and then she came upstairs, shook me awake, and told me to go downstairs and talk to the person at the door. Turns out it was the woman. Arms crossed with two little boys stood behind her. I don't remember what she was yelling entirely, but to paraphrase, she was annoyed that I was watching such a film with the curtains open and her children fully able to see it as they ran by. See, here's my dilemma. Because she yelled at me and I tried to tell her I was sorry her kids saw what was I was watching, but I was watching what I wanted in my own house. And I did not feel it was my issue that her children had stopped and must have physically looked at what I was watching. Because if they had been just running by, they would not have been able to see clearly the scene. But she did not listen and instead kept reprimanding me, calling me careless and disgusting. She left, and my mom and I stared at each other with confused faces. My mom is on my side, thinking that looking inside her house is a privacy violation, but I'm not so sure. I started drawing the curtains when I'm downstairs and watching anything that isn't rated you, but I don't know if I was in the wrong. Am I the asshole for not drawing my curtains in the first place? Fuck no, you're not the asshole. Oh, you're not yeah, closing no. your curtains. Yeah, no. It's it's like, why in the way? Yeah, she told it up. She said you had to have stopped and whole ass looked in my window. That right there, Oops. hands down, is enough. Yep. What do you think, Mr. Paul? Oh my God, I, I really. This is. It's just another. It's just another example of how petty the human race can get. Like you're in your mm -hmm. own home watching your form of entertainment and then just some mm -hmm. random person comes by with her two kids and then they get freaked mm -hmm. out because they saw something scary and gory it, it, not the ass come on <laughs> so you want to hear what i have to say <laughs> yes so he said he was watching fear street which is yes it's a thing on netflix and i've watched it because as you both know i'm sure that i love scary i love true crime i love all uh -huh. that stuff so that, i'm with op i mm -hmm. i watch all of that stuff and he's right it is that film is a little bit more sexual but it's fun it's whatever it's fun and but yeah it's for people <laughs> of age for sure it's for people of age but you know it's a simple thing to forget to draw your curtains when you're just going to your living room to watch some dang tv so like no op is not the asshole at all like who who does this karen believe she is having two legs to stand on in this argument because her children should be taught better not to peep into other people's freaking houses what if he was naked what if he was naked god forbid then they'd be scarred for life well that's actually i shouldn't say that but maybe maybe they yeah for at least their childhood so, um, I'm trying to pull up the comment sections really quick here, um, but it's being a little bit slow. See what other people have to say. It keeps taking me, like, I'll just open it on my laptop. It's okay. Just give me a quick minute. You guys entertain okay. the stream. Be funny or something. Swords by Paul. 
So, let's see here. The top comment reads, not the asshole. You're not responsible to protect people peeping in your windows from anything they see as a result. But you did say you dislike that you feel like you don't have privacy. So I'm kind of surprised you don't just automatically draw the curtains in the first place. But it's an easy thing to forget. He, OP responds to that. He said, I'm not sure why I didn't draw them that day. I completely slipped in my mind. So yeah, like he just... He just spaced it. Regardless, mm. you shouldn't have to. It's your family's window. You should be able to get some sunlight, th- though, if you want. Right, I agree. And as petty as I am, I would keep the curtains open and watch whatever I like. And if the woman came back, I'd tell her to mind her business or I'll call the cops for her peeping com- Tom kids. Oh, <laughs> there I agree go. with that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Her peeping Tom kids. Mm-hmm. So are you guys ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. This one is titled Am I the asshole for refusing to pay for my gender reveal cupcakes? I, female 22, found out last week my first baby's gender, and it's a little girl. My family are excited, and I decided to do a small gender reveal over the Easter weekend. I had this planned for Saturday, so a few days before. I asked a small local business if she could please make 12 cupcakes with pink and blue icing on top and the pink icing in the middle. She agreed and said they would be ready to collect Friday evening. The plan was to pick up the cakes on Friday, invite friends and family over on Saturday, and give some guests cupcakes, which would reveal the gender. I only invited a few guests as my apartment is fairly small, and I didn't want to do a large gender reveal anyway. Just something cute and fun. Plus, everyone loves cupcakes. So Friday evening came. The small business owner, Claire, gave me her address to collect the cakes from. She said that they would cost $25, and they are ready to collect whenever. I drove to her apartment and knocked on the door. She greeted me there with the box of cupcakes, and they looked amazing. They were exactly how I imagined them, and I thanked her for them. She gave me the box, but just as she did, her large pet dog came running up to me, barking and jumping at me, knocking the box of cupcakes all over the floor. Claire apologized and shut the dog inside. He was still barking and jumping at the door. She said it's because he gets excited when people come and visit, but he wouldn't have hurt me, and he's friendly. At this point, I didn't know the damage to the cupcakes as the box landed upside down. I picked it up, and the cakes were ruined. The icing had smashed all over the box, and some cakes had spilled out onto the ground. Claire looked horrified, as I understand she spent a few hours making them for me. She apologized and said she should re she could remake them for free but they wouldn't be ready until sunday i said unfortunately i'm expecting my guests tomorrow and sunday is no good as i already had other plans that day i explained i wouldn't be paying for these cupcakes as they were inedible and ruined by her dog we agreed upon receiving the goods would be payment and since i never received them i would not be paying she said that I should still pay as she had to buy ingredients for cakes and the cost of eggs have gone up, meaning she would be out of pocket. I said if she had controlled her dog, then they wouldn't have been dropped, and I'm sorry, but again, I would not be paying. I got in my car and left without the cupcakes. I still had guests to attend on Saturday. I noticed the gender in person, rather than with some cupcakes, but it was still nice spending time with my family and friends. My family were happy, uh, but my sister-in-law said if said that I should still have paid for the cupcakes and she accepted it was her fault and offered to remake them for me. I personally don't think I should have to pay for them, but now I'm feeling slightly guilty as I understand it's a small business and a loss of profit would affect her a lot harder than a larger business. Am I the asshole? Okay. Profit wise one batch of cupcake not not gonna hurt you. Not like hurt you financially fucking 
downhill, you know, you'll you'll be okay. But I mean, for business wise, you know, pros and cons, sure. I mean, it's kind of an asshole move if you had it made or had it made. I meant <laughs> Jesus, but you didn't get the goods. You shouldn't have to pay. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? I I immediately uh, my my brain clicked into customer service mode. Um, because <laughs> look, she um she depended on this person to you know make the cupcakes and whatnot, and then. The transaction wasn't even completed, and the goods were already destroyed. So I, I, I definitely say she's she's not the asshole because the lady selling the goods should have controlled her dog in the first place, and she knew that dog would have gotten out of control when somebody totally random came to that. Comes over. Yeah. Yeah, not the asshole. One hundred and ten percent right, Paul. I got crazy doggos too. Do the same shit. Run past you, fucking. I mean, well, my dogs actually will like try to push past you, which may have happened. But also, in fact, you should be expecting it. I expect it when I hear the even the People. door shut outside, a single car door, and the dogs are like, "Oh my god, oh my god, it's just going crazy," <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely right there though, Paul. Okay, do you guys want to hear my opinion first? Sure. Yeah. So, of course, not the asshole at all. Literally, why would you pay for something that you did never receive? It's, I understand that she offered to remake them for free, but if she offered to remake them for free, then what is she crying about? What is she crying about? The original payment? Well, I'm sorry, but, like, literally... At our house, we have small dogs, not big dogs, but we put them away before a guest enters the house, usually. Or we let them outside to run around and do their thing so that, of course, my small dogs wouldn't knock cupcakes over, so it wouldn't be a problem for us. <laughs> but still, we do we do consider guests when that happens. So <clears throat> that was her mistake for not <laughs> like recognizing the fact that oh somebody's at the door i should probably make sure my dog doesn't run out here especially because this woman is freaking pregnant you guys if that dog had injured that baby too she would be a liable for a lawsuit even i mean imagine if the pregnant lady not only lost the cupcakes but got hurt what if she got hurt because of this so no she is completely in the right for not wanting to pay for that at all um i understand like supporting small businesses in fact i prefer to shop at the small businesses around here but i mean if they made a mistake like that and you know the goods were un like edible <laughs> no <laughs> no i'm not paying for that um and plus it wouldn't have the free cupcakes that she offered to make wouldn't have been done in time for her party anyway so like what's the point what's the point Right. Of having mm -hmm. free cupcakes. Um, and plus, she would have had to pay for those free remake cupcakes anyway, so she wouldn't have gotten them for free either way. Um, and the top comment with 34k upvotes is, not the asshole, why on earth would you need to pay for something you didn't receive? I know it would be nice to help out Claire a little bit if you guys were friends, but this is just some lady, so no. She's not a friend, just a recommendation of a small business who sells cupcakes. I don't even think it's her main job. I'm pretty sure she does it in her spare time for a little bit of extra cash, was what the OP responds to that uh, comment with, which is, you know, 
really good thing to bring up. They weren't even friends. Like, I kind of understand, like, if you're supporting a friend's small business and maybe you want to do them a favor like that, but, like, no. No. At all. Mm -hmm. And that's actually the last story for this theme, so I think we're going to switch gears into another theme. <clears throat> and I'm just oh, going to wow. try and do a quick intermission and decide which one I want to do. I think that I'm going to do... <laughs> This theme. Okay, you guys ready for the, the theme title? Okay. Uh -huh. Truly disturbing. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> this one's called Truly Disturbing. And the first story is titled, My brother kissed my foot while I was sleeping. Is that not truly disturbing? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... Yeah. Real bad. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, let's get into it. It says, I need some guidance. I'm not sure how to go about this. It's in Arizona right now, and it's currently 3.20 a.m. A little bit of context. I, 24 female, and my brother, 25 male, share an apartment together. We have our own rooms. I also have a cat who likes to sleep by my pillow, by my head. I have work in the morning, so I decided to go to sleep around 11.30 p.m. I usually sleep on my stomach, so the bottom of my foot was facing up to the ceiling, and the top of my foot was facing down on the mattress. You know when you're asleep, but also know kind of like aware of your surroundings like you're dreaming but you're consciously aware of what's going on outside of your dream that's how I was I was dreaming but I could hear outside my dream like I was half asleep while I was dreaming I felt something pressed down on my toes <clears throat> I immediately woke up out of my dream and opened my eyes I was looking at the wall and thinking that my cat licked my foot I moved my arm and felt my cat's fur touch my arm by my head I tilted my head over to see what touched my foot and I see my brother standing there bending over looking towards the ground he didn't see me looking towards him, and I quickly laid my head flat on the bed. I felt scared to move. I felt paralyzed. I immediately thought, he kissed my foot. I was in shock. I couldn't move or anything. And the next second, while I was fully awake, he kissed my foot again. Like, full-on kissed my foot for a full five seconds. The seconds felt long than five second, longer than five seconds. I was squinting my eyes, still facing the wall, and I see his body walk slowly over to my head and check to see if I was awake. I, he was still squinting my eyes, pretending I was asleep, and he left the room. I pretended to wake up, and I went to go wipe my foot with soap because I felt dirty and disgusting. Now I'm dead awake typing this out, and I'm scared if this is the first time or if he's done this before. I don't know what to do or say. I need some advice on how to go about this. Hang on, I'm reaching for my thumbs real quick. I just fuck? got stomach acid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, uh -huh. I feel bad for her. You guys out there, don't be kissing feet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for her too. Done. Consent. Sleepy if my, feet. If my don't sister ever don't caught kiss me kissing her feet, she would kick me straight in the face. <laughs> oh, He's saying you don't get caught or something? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, oh, God, definitely no. I don't do that. That's, that's just wrong. Yeah, oh, I thought but you were saying definitely. No, I, I don't get caught. I was like, of, oh, no. Sounds, it seems like it's a fetish. That's what that I'm really saying. Is. It is. It is oh, a fetish. That's a foot fetish. That's a foot fetish straight up. <laughs> that's not normal. You don't just, hey, you want me to kiss your foot? No. No. In fact, I would like you to stay thing. away from my toes. It's not like a, like a sibling love thing, like bonding. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Not even in, like, relationships. You don't just be like, oh, mm -hmm. yo, let me kiss your feet. <laughs> like... <laughs> Unless you guys are consenting adults and like that stuff. Unless. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely, yeah. 
Yeah, if that's yeah, your thing, unless you've given the okay all, beforehand. Kudos to you if that's your thing. Yeah, if that's your thing. We aren't judging kudos foot fetishes here. We're judging you. the consent part of a brother versus sister. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> this made me so fuck? disgusted when I read when she it. When you said she like, felt paralyzed, I felt it. The five seconds feeling like an eternity. Oh, if someone no. put pressing their lips to the bottom side of your uh, foot. I, I Remember like that part. I roll my toes and like it just cringes my feet even thinking but, about it. But here's the Ugh. thing, guys. Think about this. She's laying on her stomach, so her foot is face up. So basically the palm of her foot or the base of her foot. I don't know what you call that. Like the flat side of your no. foot. So like that that side of your foot for context is more sensitive than the top side of your foot. So she probably felt every single second of that. And it was on her toes the first time. Do you remember the first part of the story when she said, I felt it on my toes? Yeah, she said... I reached. I felt like cat, it licked my toes. Or, or yeah. I went to go see if it was my cat, and then I felt him by my head. I mm-hmm. heart dropped. I said, yeah. "What the fuck?" Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Not allowed. And she said she thought it was her cat licking her toes, which is fair, and yeah. this might be TMI, but my cat does that all the time because he's a weirdo, and cats are like that. So that's a perfectly mm-hmm, fair mm-hmm. assumption for her to make, but. Your heart drops when you said she looked up and her brother was bending over at the bottom mm-hmm. half of her bed like some predator. And then she's like, I put my head down and I squinted my eyes, acted like so I was scary. asleep. I was like, what the fuck? She's living a horror movie. Yeah, because it's oh. your, it's the three fears, fight, flight, or freeze, basically. And she oh. she's one of those people that freezes when she gets scared. She doesn't fight. She doesn't, she doesn't run. She just froze. Um, so we've all clearly made our opinions. Let's read the comments. <laughs> so <laughs> the top comment has 1.2K upvotes. Exactly. I used to freeze when I was assaulted as well, but I taught myself to always call out their bullshit and be loud about it. If they can sense the fear and the fact that you freeze, they will only take advantage. And then somebody responds to that, and buy a hidden pinhole-type cam to record you as asleep to make sure, OP. This is creepy as fuck. Have him cam shipped to a friend unless you want to know he's being recorded. It would work in your favor if he sees you install it. If he has ever been violent, you are worried about his reaction. Have a third party there for safety. Having audio witnesses, okay. If bro has never been violent, safety first, please. Please update us on this. I cannot imagine your state of mind right now. I am sorry this happened to you. But, like, just to lock the door to stop the situation before it happens again. God, I'm sure a man commented that. But, like, don't be a creep. They shouldn't have counteracted their brother's creepiness. The brother needs to yeah, stop creeping. Yeah, you shouldn't creeping. have to lock your bedroom door to go to sleep, either. It's your mm-hmm. house. Mm-mm. Yep, and it's a freezing is an instinct. I struggled with devastating guilt for freezing during an assault and not doing anything to stop it. It was the only treatment for PTSD that realizing freezing is normal and primal, but you have a choice of how you act afterwards. It needs to be an action to protect you from further harm. The fact that she froze tells us something about her instincts about her brother. She didn't say, hey, bro, what's up? She instantly, for whatever reason, was freezing, and this is wrong. He probably has been creeping her out for years on a subconscious level. Wow. That's true. That's true. Story. So disturbing. So so disturbing. So moving on. The next one is titled Am I the Asshole for Going on a Date While My Ex Watched Our Daughter? 
This past December, iFemale23 gave birth to a beautiful baby girl who is my whole world. My family and friends have been extremely supportive of us, but my ex, male 25, has been inconsistent to say the least. He broke up with me when I told him I was pregnant and begged me for an abortion for weeks. Fast forward to now, after much back and forth, my ex has spent time with his daughter twice at his girlfriend's apartment. I was not comfortable with this arrangement, but he would refuse to come see her at my house because he didn't want to meet my family. Two weeks ago, I dropped my daughter off with him. Someone had asked me out on a brunch date that afternoon, and I was really looking forward to it. My ex pressed me about my plans, and I just said I was going out and gave him no further details. While I was at brunch, he FaceTimed me. <clears throat> I answered, thinking it was about my daughter. He told me he only called to chat, so I told him I was busy and couldn't talk. He hung up the phone immediately and texted me, and asking if I was on a date. I said yes, and that I couldn't talk right now. He did not respond. As I was about to drive to pick up my baby, he FaceTimed me again and asked me in a hostile tone if I had gone back to the apartment of the person I was about on a date with. I told him that it was none of his business, but he hung up before I could finish my sentence. I called him several times, but he would not pick up the phone. When he finally brought my daughter to the car, he yelled at me and slammed the door in my face multiple times. He had not strapped my daughter into the car seat, nor did he put a hat on her, freezing temp on her head in the freezing temps. He said goodbye to my daughter and left. He started sending me horrible texts saying that I should just have my friends babysit so I can get laid and he would be blocking me as soon as I picked up a toy he forgot to bring to the car. I drove to a friend's house so she could watch my daughter while I dealt with the situation. I ended up blocking him to stop the abusive text. <clears throat> he proceeded to call me from his girlfriend's phone, screaming at me about how I'm going to give his daughter an STD by breastfeeding her. I told him that it was just a date and I didn't even have sex, but he refused to believe me and kept yelling. When I told him that sex and dating life isn't any of his business, he got extremely angry and kept demanding that I share these details with him. He even asked me to promise him not to date or have sex until I'm done breastfeeding. When I told him that it's not his place to ask me to do that, he said that he regrets having a child with me and he will no longer be a part of her life because I'm impossible to co-parent with. After this incident, I spoke with a counselor to get advice. I ended up emailing him to set up a mediated session to form a parenting plan but he texted my friend saying that if i wanted to talk to him i needed to call or text him the next the last text he ended up sending was a huge paragraph that my friend ended up deleting because she didn't want me to see the hurtful things he said about me the gist of it was he will no longer be seeing our daughter because of my actions part of me really feels like i've hurt my daughter by pushing her dad out of her life but i also feel like it doesn't make any sense for him to stop seeing her because i'm dating especially since he's living with another woman since my pregnancy Am I the hassle? And before you guys respond, I need to read the edit. <clears throat> she added it to add more information. She said, I should have specified that after this happened, I am obviously not going to be sending her back to that apartment with him. I've talked to lawyers and counselors about moving forward and both agreed that he should not have unsuperv unsupervised visitation with her and that all communication going forward should occur through email. The issue is if I pursue child support, he will likely have rights to unsupervised visitation. He currently has no rights, and he isn't on the birth certificate. I mostly posted this because I'm feeling really guilty that my daughter doesn't have a dad, and some of the things he said are really getting to my head, uh, making me feel like it's my fault kind of thing. Also because a lot of people are asking about this. My friend did screenshot everything before deleting it and has records of phone calls from my pregnancy till now. Everything is documented. So what do you guys think? It, I think he's a piece good. of shit. The documentation is good. It'll it'll be it'll be her shield for when he tries coming after the child. But as as long as he has no connections and no visits, nothing, I 
I mean, I I won't really say it's gonna be good, but she's doing what's best for the child, and if she were to take it to court, the the court would automatically recognize that. I agree. What do you think? I think that um, the man's definitely way in the wrong. I can see why she posted it, though, you know, feeling guilty. Because it's the father of a child. Yeah, I would just say don't hold it away from her if she wants to go see him later on. Her decision. But, yeah, no. But he just big, big fucked up. (laughs) Major fucked up. (laughs) This is why I included it in Truly Disturbing is the depths of this man's control over somebody he doesn't even want to date anymore. Exactly. I think that is so disturbing. Like, why is he treating this woman like she can't make her own decisions in life just because he had a kid with her? That's so weird. And plus, he ran the second she he, she told him he was pregnant or she was pregnant. So what? What? A, what a wishy washy fella! Like, this makes no sense. Right. And, and then and adding fuel to the fire, saying he wished he never had a child with her. That's just, I, that's that's unimaginable. Especially since the child is here now. Like, right. Get over yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't have been a dumbass and used protection then if you didn't want to have a child. Yeah. Should have yeah, thought of that ahead yeah. of time, stupid. <laughs> and the thing about him bringing up the STD through the breastfeeding, just because she went out on a sit-down, like, date to eat food? Get out of here! Literally. Even if she kissed him, like, that's not gonna do anything to the baby. Like, Let he's just trying to control her. It isn't his business. Yeah. He's just trying to be a control freak for some reason. It's like he wants his cake and eat it too. He didn't want to have sex with her while she was pregnant or something when he got the other girlfriend, but he wants to still control her. So it's just weird. He's super weird. <clears throat> the top comment goes, he has a girlfriend, but you're not allowed to date? Question mark. And frankly, I think he has an STD and he's projecting, not the asshole. I'll say oh. the same thing. Also, yep. if he's not willing to see his own child because OP is impossible to co-parent with, then he doesn't give a shit about his child. All he cares about is controlling OP. This mm. next comment is very long-winded, but I'm sure it'll be good because of it. <clears throat> not the asshole. You have every right to move on. He has. He broke up with you and has a girlfriend. He has no right to comment on anything not related to your daughter in regard to your life. Even that is questionable considering his past behavior also he is the one punishing your daughter he's manipulative he's probably realizing that what he gave up and is taking it out on you and your daughter it's up to you if you proceed with anything in regard to your daughter about giving him any sort of visitation as i understand you don't want her to blame you somehow down the road for him not being there i'd be hesitant though considering he'll be one of those fair weather dads who is involved when the mood strikes but is cruel when he feels upset Ooh, that's scary that's that's scary I'd be concerned about him, like, trying to use the daughter as, like, a playing chip in his massive game. Like, you know how some parents do that? Like, they yeah, uh, like, the way he's threatening like this is just insane. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna read one more before we wrap it up. So this is gonna be our last story. <clears throat> it's titled, I, 22 female, caught my landlord taking pictures of me sleeping and naked. Oh. Hi, y'all. I would like some advice on my situation as I'm not sure what to do next. So this morning I woke up to my landlord and a contractor in my room. 
I've been told by my landlord that a contractor would be coming around noon at some point to take pictures of the flat for marketing purposes as the landlord is planning on selling this flat. I wake up to the both of them in my room this morning. The contractor with the landlord was taking pictures of my room and rearranging my belongings a bit. But he also began taking pictures of me while I was in my bed. They were under the assumption I was asleep. <clears throat> I could hear the camera clicking noises in my direction so I could be sure that they were taking pictures. They also began to chat a bit about the fact that I was in bed and taking pictures of it. The night before, when I went to bed, I only put a cami on besides my underwear, which, if you guys don't know, that's just a tank top. So I wasn't very clothed, and I could hear them saying it was noticeable that I wasn't clothed. My landlord also then began to mess with the duvet on top of me and stroked the duvet on top of me a bit. The duvet is the comforter. They then kept taking pictures of me before eventually leaving. I, like, have no idea what to do. I don't feel comfortable in my room anymore, and I didn't know how I can ever speak to my landlord again, yet alone look him in the eye. I live in a town with a very saturated housing market, and it's easy to find accommodation, period, let alone quickly. Oh, isn't easy. I'm also not sure if it was appropriate for the landlord to be in my room when I was sleeping anyway, question mark. Like, I understand it's his house and technically his room, I guess, but I feel like if you see someone is sleeping in the room that they stay in, it isn't respectful to leave and not be in their room while they are sleeping and don't know you are there question mark and i'm not sure why the landlord is allowed to contract inside of my room while i was sleeping in the first place question mark i can understand that the landlord wanted to take pictures of the room for selling the house but i'm wrong to think that i was really it was really inappropriate to do it while i was in the room sleeping question mark and the fact that he took pictures of me as well. I'm not sure what position this leaves me in regards to my landlord. I only have three more months left on the lease. I'm not sure I can ever talk to my landlord again or what to do next. Crying emojis. What do you guys feel about She's that? She's got a three-month head start to start looking for a new place, but I've only got one word to sum up her predicament, and I'd say violated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's just like fucking creepy. Thinking, it's disgusting. Uh, like, uh, I've had a landlord a while back in my old house, and just no, just thinking that that could have happened now. <laughs> well, it's disgusting. It's like definitely against the guidelines or rules and whatnot, but like, what the fuck? If only they would have done the same shit to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um,. I think it's disgusting, and absolutely she can find a lawyer to sue these guys for doing that, because that is not legal. So, top comment reads, this is clear sexual harassment. Go to the police and file a report. Document all communications. Oh, holy shit, you have so many rights you don't even know. This is literally zero, even marginally legal things that your landlord has done. He's so effing screwed. Don't let this just slip by. Feel free to message for support. I have no legal background, just empathize. Reporting to the police? Yes, do it. Also, to the tenant's board. The number of rights this guy violated are astronomical. Call the police. You are paying for the room. Hence, it is your room for the time you're paying for it. He's a disrespectful piece of trash. If I were you, I would sue him. He can't just enter your room without knowing. It doesn't matter if he is the landlord, but he has no right to enter your room, and even more if you are asleep. <clears throat> File a repeat, police report. Get a lawyer if you can, um, is what everybody's just saying. Exactly what I said. Freaking get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Any lawyer would pick this case up in a heartbeat. They oh, would yeah. literally immediately pick this up so um i agree with that i think that that 
story is very truly disturbing and that's why it's in the truly disturbing category <laughs> so how do you guys feel about this truly disturbing uh extra bonus theme i threw in today well, the extra yeah. bonus theme definitely hit me surprise mm-hmm. you know definitely surprised me uh it definitely crazy you know crazy shenanigans and whatnot Hey podcast listeners, the K-Town Klingon here. Catherine doesn't really have an outro established for this episode, so I thought I would help her out a bit. This is the end of the episode, where Catherine is joined by two of her guests, myself and Little X Patatootie, where we sit down, play a little Minecraft, and talk about stories posted on Reddit. If you enjoyed today's podcast but haven't listened to the other episodes, you can do so for free as Traylon Talks is available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartMedia. Thank you for listening to her eighth episode so far. She really enjoys doing this and hopes you do too. Stay tuned for more episodes.